My voice is better now. He was out there like that old grandma in SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Chocolates. You're selling chocolates. It was fun. Okay. Big chocolate guy. Leave me be. How was everyone's Christmas? Good. It was good. really good. What'd you get, Colin? Uh, in terms of gifts, let's see. I got... What was the coolest? The coolest gift I got? <sighs> Man, it's a tough one. I think probably another... I got another signed jersey. Kenneth Walker jersey. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I knew about that one a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Connor Connor, let me know. He's like, oh, I've been holding this one in for so long. Da, 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 yeah. da. Um, got that. And then got to work and cover a Mavericks game on that's Christmas. Awesome. Meet LeBron. So. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah, that was uh, pretty insane. Yeah, Christmas was good. Spent time with the family, too. Got to have a little bit of that when I came home. So, yeah. yeah it's pretty How good. How about you, Brendan? How was your Christmas? Good. Spent time with family. Same old same. Same, same, same. Yeah, what was your coolest gift? Uh, probably the Montreal Expos. Retro oh, yeah, jerseys. Yeah, that's a pretty sick gift. Big jersey guys over here, clearly. I, clearly. I am. Both of you. Unlike yeah. you, Andrew, not wearing <laughs> yeah. a jersey again. Well, sorry. Well, I, don't, I don't get these memos. I don't know. Maybe they're lost in the mail. Maybe y'all forgot to rehire me. I mean, so I haven't gotten my checks yet, but, you know, it's cool. Whatever. Your checks just go right back into the programming. Oh, gotcha. That's what we're calling it? Programming? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what you call your bank account? <laughs> yeah, it says <laughs> exactly. program. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, Christmas was good. So was New Year's. How was New Year's? Was good. good. Safe New Year's. Safe New Year's. Safe New, Safe New, Year's. New Year's. Same. Responsible New Year's. Did you go anywhere? Mm-mm. What about you? No. Nope. You took off though, right? Yep. That's cool. That's good. I, okay, Andrew, we got to. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? This is, this, this is the first episode of 2023. I got to get the energy. We got to start, up. you know, with some peaceful meditation. And that's my uh, resolution. Be more relaxed. Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't know about this one either. I just feel flat. Like, I'm, I'm trying to bring the energy. <laughs> and now I'm just all like. I mean. This is this is the first episode of twenty. All right, guys, let me get Colin another intro song. The now, longest cold open we've ever had. We're just gonna we're just gonna jump right in now at this point. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, man. No, we're not. We're not gonna just jump in. Good time, sports audience. Welcome in to our first episode in 2023, episode 17. Hopefully, y'all are having a wonderful day or night, depending on when you're listening. I am Colin Brown, your host, joined alongside my co-host, Brendan Carson, our co-host producer, Andrew Maloney. Today is January 2nd, 2023. Yes, 2023. We are officially in the new year. We got a lot of sports to talk about, a lot of stuff to cover in our absence. Everything from the NHL, the NBA, to everything around the world of baseball, college football, bowl season as well. Well among among us, excuse me. Among us. (laughs) College basketball and everything in the world of the NFL. And as we always do, wrap it up with this day in sports. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing mighty, mighty fine. Can't believe we haven't recorded a podcast since last year. Oh, crazy. Oh, man. He's that guy. Yeah, I knew. I know. I I haven't seen you since last year. I had to make the joke. (laughs) 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 Ha, (laughs) ha, (laughs) ha, (laughs) ha. 
<laughs> so funny. Good thing we already have a disclaimer on this episode. I know. <laughs> Welcome in, boys and girls. Today, we got some sports to talk about, but without any further ado, let's jump right in to some NHL. Brendan, please take it away. Star's good. Star's very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, Bruins still very good. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be one of the big competitors right now. Uh, Stars right now, I think they're in first place now. I think they passed Winnipeg. We did. So, Stars bumped We're up actually there. actually best in the West. Yeah. Hopefully, we can keep that. It has been a fight between us going from first, second, third, fourth, back all the way up again. So, it's the West is competitive. Well, oh, very. Yeah, they're currently riding the best win streak in the entire conference. We yep. are. Big proponent of that. So, Four straight, and baby. they've locked in uh, Pavolsky again for another year. Which I'm sorry, you want to say that again? Pavolsky, Pavelski, 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 Pavelski. Captain America, Pavelski. <laughs> Andrew said, "Put respect on that man's yeah. name." Come on now, he's only here for a year, so. Oh, we said that four years ago, and we keep doing a one-year contract. Exactly. So <laughs> he's now, probably going to retire with us, if I had to guess. I don't know. I think another team will pick him up for sure. Nah. Some team needs that leadership and experience in their locker room. Yeah, us. Eh, I don't know if I'd say it's us. us. We're getting to the point where the torch is about to be passed. Jason, good. Jason, very good. But hey, if Jason hasn't already taken it. Not yet. You don't think so? I mean, no. He's no, still you, too young. You don't have the tor- torch until you have the C on your that that your sweater. I yeah, meant like Jamie. The, Jamie's going to keep that for a for a hot. Till he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Till he's gone. I mean, and to uh, be fair, he's the one that. To be fair, Jason can get an A. Yeah, give him an A. I think give him an A. I think we can take Sagan's away. Yeah. By no, the way, no offense to him. He's been great for the stars, Saggy. But I think it's time for him to take a step down from the assistant. By the way, I'm gonna make Brennan really happy right here. Watch Goon today. Nice. It was a great movie. Incredible it's movie. Been telling you, it's, it's so yes. good. Incredible movie. <laughs> it made me want to watch Smocky. Incredible See? film. It was a, a very good. Makes film. you wish for the good old days too of the enforcers being back there and just fights happening a lot. Yeah. This man for the longest time would be like, fights need to be out of hockey. No, listen, it, I still believe that because of the health and safety of the players. But let the it's Boo. fighting is literally both dropping gloves. Let's go. Boo. No, that's fine. If you want to be a part of it? That's fine. I just I care about the players' health. Hey, so do me. we. So clearly not. If you're a fan of a so, am I hearing you're not a fan of UFC or Bellator? No, I'm saying those sports you're meant to do that. I don't. Th- to me, hockey that's not the main reason why I go and watch would watch hockey. I'm not it's saying that's a, the, well, the main reason, but it's a reason, part of it. Fun but no, it but in the UFC it. or Bellator or you know boxing or whatever, the main the main purpose of it is f- inflicting pain on your op- opponent. What okay. do you think checking is too in hockey? No, I mean there you is physical pain play. and take the puck. Yeah, the main the main goal of hockey. Let's take is the tackling out of football. No. That's two hand touch. Definitely, two, definitely two not the same touch, thing. Please. Definitely not the although same thing. Although maybe it's very it, physical, very fighting like. Although know. to help the Colts definitely out, not. we might need to take it to two hand touch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the Colts can be helped. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, that's pass we'll be, saving. We'll be talking about them later. But along with the Dallas Stars, the Vegas Golden Knights are also atop the Western Conference. Yep. They currently are tied at 52 points. But we have the tiebreaker, so we're first. <laughs> hey. Brent, or excuse me, Andrew, what do you think of the Vegas Golden Knights so far this season? They had a very, like, meh, meh start to the season. They, I mean, they looked really good, um, but there were just some things that weren't clicking with some new pieces, some new signings, um, but it really looks like they're kind of, like, meshing now. And, I mean, it's just kind of like what we talk about with every new coach and every, you know, kind of rebuilt team 
it it's difficult to mesh right from the jump, right? Doesn't matter how much you practice. It's completely different when you're in a game, game time yep. situation. Mm-hmm. It takes time to mesh. And, I mean, we're seeing plenty of examples of that across both NHL and the NBA now. But um, it's, yeah, uh, they're meshing, and they – they had they had a nice win streak. I think they won five straight before they lost. Not this last game, but the game before that. So, oh, something like that. They were Knights are figuring streak. it out. Yeah, yeah. They've been consistently one of the teams that we've always talked about, especially when in the world of hockey. Uh, they've been a staple in that Pacific Division, and this, since they started, yeah, since they wanted to be fair, since they which existed. is crazy, dude. Yeah, but don't look out now. But the Los Angeles Kings. Slowly creeping up there at 48 points, followed by the Calgary Flames and Seattle Kraken round out the top of the Pacific Division. Yeah, Kings are one of those. They're always they're always going to be up there for the most part. You'll have their off years every now and then, but then they seem to always be able to rebound pretty quick. Yeah, they've been fairly consistent since they won their cup. Yeah. Uh, and what was it, 2014? Uh, maybe. Is the year that they beat um, Beh. Pittsburgh? I don't remember now. I think Kings Stanley Cup. Kings have won two Stanley Cup titles in 2012 and 2014. Yep, 2014. There you, there you go. Yep. Yep. Called it. Good on ya. Who are they playing? Uh, it's making it, me very mad. <laughs> of course, she says that after I close the tab. This so. man here. Well, open it back up because <laughs> I need it. You want the one in 2012 or 2014? 14. Rangers. 14. There you go. Yeah, that's what it was. Answered your own question. Yep. Check me a little bit. Yeah, there you go. But speaking of the Eastern Conference and the Rangers, Boston's so good. Yeah, God, Boston's so good. They're Toronto legit. just trailing behind them, but still, still trying to they'd, catch up. They'd be tied for the lead in the West. I know that's and the crazy. And thing. they're third in the East. That, Toro, uh, absolutely insane. Tampa's right there with them too. It's just, yeah, Bullies. to dominate that well, fifty-seven goal differential, <laughs> plus fifty-seven. I it's insane. That's I mean that's the only way I could it it's insane. Yeah. Also, they did the Winter Classic today. I was you, saying, did they you see what the they Winter came Classic. walking out in? Yep. Little old school Throwback Boston Red, Red Sox, Sox. uh-huh. Cuz they're playing in Fenway. Yep. I love the Winter Classic. I really I think I have like this like core memory of I think it was New Year's, but was it it was 2020, wasn't it? When we had the Winter Classic? 2019, 2020. It's like January 1st, it was, 2020. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I remember like waking up. I'm extremely hungover from New Year's Eve the night before, and <laughs> nice. I just like go upstairs and we have like this like TV upstairs and like a little like recliner couch, but the recliner couch like faces away from the TV. So I remember just pulling out the recliners on it and like laying like long ways across this couch. I mean, I'm like I'm right in front of this TV with like two pillows holding my neck up. From 11 in the morning from when I forced myself out of bed to like 10.30 that night, I did not move. Just watched sports all day, and the Winter Classic was one of those. I mean, seeing the Cotton Bowl filled, like a stadium filled, watching a hockey game, when there really like, is nothing what, like it. 50 or 60 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually cold. It was actually cold. I think it was actually cold that day. It was like probably like 40 or 50, but yeah. it's still not. Yeah, it's not hockey weather like it is right now where it was in Fenway. But We're it's Texas just, for I think that's so yeah. cool, man. Just to see a hockey game outdoors. Like, I mean, that's really the roots of the game. So, so don't so know. Tell- yeah, so, I know where he's going. <laughs> so you're telling me Stop. that a hockey game can be played without no, a dome is what God. you're saying. Shut up. <laughs> 
Anyways, if we get back over to the East, a, a team's got the longest win streak in the Metropolitan, but it's not the New Jersey Devils. It is the Carolina Hurricanes with a, winning their last 11 games. Go Canes. They are They're dominating. Good. Yeah, up to 56 points. I love Carolina, man. They're a very competitive, gritty team, and I said before the season started that Carolina is one of the teams to look out for. You did. And they are doing the same thing that many teams are doing, figuring it out, meshing. They've got some new pieces, and they're trying to figure out where they fit best, and whatever they're doing now, it's working. And then people figure it out, and then it'll flip back to uh, who knows. Yep. Yeah, they're definitely the hottest team in the NHL right now, to say the least. Yep. Anything else in the world of hockey, gentlemen, before we switch gears? No, I think that really about sums it up. Let's but hockey fun. Hockey fun. Very fun. Hockey good. Like very hard of the season right now. So things are really going to start to ramp up. Ramp up and we're going to really start to see people start to separate themselves from the rest of the group. So Yo. let's take it over to the association. This music is way. I, that's what I'm saying, dude. Ever. It just threw me off for both the first one and the second one he went with. <laughs> but hey, we're Sorry, here. Guys, I don't listen to these before. So. <laughs> no, this is not like the producer's job. To make like, sure. oh, <laughs> we just we just wing it here. We do wing yeah, it. That's you're what makes definitely it definitely not wrong. Because then you get natural reactions, like where both of you were looking at me, like, "What the fuck are you playing right now?" Yeah, I mean, that's a normal reaction that we give you, though. Well, here's another. <laughs> Why brain. do you exist? <laughs> Brendan really is coming after your job. Loki. We thought we fired you before 2020. <laughs> See, I'm just saying. New year, new team. Well, near the top of the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets have taken their last 11 games, kind of like the Carolina Hurricanes from the last segment, and they have risen all the way up to number two in the Eastern Conference, only behind the Boston Celtics, a game and a half back. Man, that Jock Vaughn's got to be head coach of the year. They're, front runner they're right starting to look like what we expected the Nets to look like. Like, yeah, all those years, you know, when they acquired Kevin Durant and they acquired Kyrie Irving, you know, there's a brief period where they had James Harden as well. And, you know, they had to trade away a lot of their pieces to get him. And then now James Harden's not there anymore. You know, they went through the whole Steve Nash era. And now finally, all the hype has seemed to culminate into this team being one of the best teams in basketball. Wasn't it? I think I saw it recently. Like a little girl at a NBA game had a sign that said like, KD, like KD's the best or something like that. Yes. Don't don't that. get mad at me, yeah. MJ. I'm only 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that NBA fans are a different breed. I'll say it that much. <laughs> yep. they the are East 100%. looks a lot of fun, dude. They really do. It looks so much fun. I mean, the Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Cavs, Sixers. Even I mean, the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers, Miles Turner, like Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. Sometimes I mean, you just need to change the scenery. You really do. And the East, it, it we we discussed this before the season, Andrew. That we were we were sitting there thinking it might be a two team race in terms of the Eastern Conference. I think you were more bullish on the 76ers than I was. Mm-hmm. But this this conference now, I mean, with Boston kind of having more of an up and down stretch here since before the beginning of the season, yeah. Milwaukee kind of has slowed down oh, a little dude, bit. Oh, dude, Boston started red hot. They looked unstoppable. And now they've 5-5 five yeah, five in the last yeah, 10. Yeah, they're kind of... I don't know what they're going to do. Kind of look like an NBA team. Yeah. <laughs> they're so. still atop the Eastern Conference, so I don't want to put too much disrespect on their name. No, absolutely not. But they don't have... What was it? They had like a five-game lead at one point or something like that, didn't they? Over Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. 
And so. now they're not. I mean, it's they're still really, really well coached defensively. I just don't think their shots are falling the same way that they did at the beginning of the year, which, I mean, that happens with any NBA yeah. team. You get hot, you get cold, and you live and die by the three, and especially true uh, in this day and age in the NBA. But there's two players in the league right now who are having incredible runs. Well, there's I'd say more than two. But go go ahead and They're tell me the two, two best. The the two that I'm talking about, Joel Embiid, okay, is having a run for the ages right now. Yeah, and Luka Doncic. Okay, well that's that's two of the like seven or eight that are going off right now. But yeah, go ahead. But I mean, like, I, like in the last like two weeks, those are the only two players. <laughs> what? A little biased. With just a Luka. little, but I mean, just still, <laughs> just a little. I'll call it as I see it. <laughs> I mean, Luka's well deserved. Let's yeah, Luka is is well in, incredibly well deserved. But dude, Joel Embiid is. The thing with Joel, right, is we all knew that how incredibly talented was even after he got drafted number three overall. Can you believe he went number three in that draft? Insane. And it was just a matter of his health. Like, availability is the best ability is an old cliche, but for him it's really been, like, the story of his career. Now that he's healthy, knocking on wood for him, he looked like he, on any given night, can be the best player in basketball. And it's absolutely insane just how the 76ers have rallied through all the injuries that they dealt with, Tyrese Maxey, uh, James Harden among those, and Philly, after being as low as, I believe, like 13th or 14th. They were 14th. Yeah. They're now climbed all the way up into the fifth spot, and they're our legit team in the Eastern Conference, two states. Without a doubt. But, but you switch it over. You know to, where we're going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I even called the buck right. before. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I knew where Andrew was going. The Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, they are well well rising. Colin, uh, what what have, what have we been saying literally all year? We've been saying a lot of things. But I was like, are you, for a while, they were one, saying they looked awful. No, there's one one big thing that Katie we've been you know, questioning that Jason well, Kidd wasn't doing. Well, I, I think it's us, Mavs Twitter, and really any reasonable NBA fan that pays any remote attention to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. What what should have Jason Kidd done a long time ago? Listen to Dallas Mavs Twitter? No. Well, Colin. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. But uh, start uh, number 35, Christian Wood. Yes. Mavericks. Yes. He's, he, here's the thing. What I'll say. So I've been now covering a lot of the games, especially in the last, like, two weeks, as we've mentioned. And so I've gotten to see Christian Wood and the Dallas Mavericks play up close. And what I've seen is a drastic improvement from the beginning of the season uh, defensively from Christian Wood. And Insane. Jason Kidd, Luca, the entire team's talked about it. How his commitment to the defensive end, his talking and everything. Did you know Luca is the best defensive guard in the NBA right now? Uh, by, I think it was what by defensive rating or what measure? By defensive rating. Yeah, I saw that. It's improved. That's like he'll, insane. He'll never win Defensive Player of the Year just because no. he, he's just not that no. versatile on that end. But his step forward has been incredible. And his commitment to the defensive side of the ball is something that I did not see coming this year. Mm. And it's part of the reason why he now, on the most recent Kia MVP uh, ladder, he's number three, only behind, I think, Tatum and Embiid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, look, Dallas has risen up all the way to the four spot. They're only two and a half games back from New Orleans and Memphis. six-game win streak. Yeah. If they win tonight, it'll be their longest win streak since 2011. Like, it's big. It's big time. But we have to talk about 60-20-10, man. Yeah, I was in attendance. Um, easily the greatest performance across any sport that I've ever had the privilege of being in attendance for. 
Where, I mean, just, just even seeing, or just, yeah, yeah seeing in, with my own eyes. Was that the same night they did Dirk Statue too? No, that was Christmas. That was Christmas, that was Christmas, yeah. Christmas okay. Yeah, which that would have been incredible. <laughs> that would have been even a gift. more incredible. <laughs> um, but no. everything from the miracle freaking rebound free throw missed free throw specialist Luka Doncic yeah because yeah, you throw. see what he did against yes, the Spurs yep, yep exactly he's such a genius dude like he just knows how to miss free throws let's go 500 basketball IQ dude he first of all to be able to miss it have it bounce a couple times get it into his position and not even come down with it immediately put it back up yeah. to send it into overtime he literally did what would be like the equivalent of a volley in soccer but in basketball and so, by the way, I don't know if everyone saw this. He Luke, thought he won the game. Yeah, he that. thought he won he the game. He thought he won the game. <laughs> he thought yeah. he won the game. And so he was sitting there, and that's the whole reason, the reaction of the dance. Uh, but, yeah, they ended up winning it in overtime. He's so good, man. Legit, on 90-plus percent of the courts he's on, he's going to be the best player on the court. And that's something that Dallas fans should be absolutely ecstatic about. He did something. Whenever you have a stat line that not even Wilt Chamberlain did. ever accomplished, yeah. You realize that if they took away 10 of his rebounds, he still would have had a stat line no one would have ever seen. 60, 10, and 10? If he would have had 60, 11, because he had finished with 21 rebounds. If he had 60, 11, and 10, it still would have been a stat line no one had ever seen. Yet he went and had 10 more rebounds. Because they needed him to. And he's been, part of that reason on the committive end was fighting for rebounds. Because Luka, being the man that he is, he's one of the bigger guys on the court at all times for the Mavs. He's doing his part, and well, rightfully so, should be in that MVP conversation. Just absolutely incredible. Because he went, so in the last, like, six games, he's gone, like, 50. He's gone 40. It's He's averaging a 40-point triple-double in his yeah. last six games. Like, it's insane. 40-point <laughs> triple-double. Not, not only just 40, 48. It's a nine. 48 and a half. Oh, that's last five, I think. Last five. Okay, so 48 and a yeah. half. 48 and a half points. Yeah. Like, 13.8 rebounds. And yeah. 10.7 assists. Yeah. At some point, you just... I, I don't know how you cover, put two people trying to... <laughs> like, well, no, but that's the thing about Luca is if you double-team him the entire game, he's going to find the open man. I know, that's what I was game. like. I was like, like, you can't really that, do anything. That's what they do on Christmas. Or that's what they did on Christmas. The Lakers tried to trap him, and they were like, all right, I'm just going to pick you guys apart. Yep. And Luca, he's... One thing that I also... Last thing, I'll just... Because I know we're going to be Luca heavy on this segment. Yeah. He has really improved his post-game. Like working out of the post, finding guys that throughout the post, yeah. you know, backing guys down, using his size on smaller guards to attack them. It's one of the more underrated aspects of the game that and he's Lucas added. Mastered the Dirk step back, hundred percent. He's just he is, and I don't say this lightly. He is a basketball genius. Yeah, like watching him every night. If you're a fan of the NBA, is an absolute privilege. Oh, it is without a doubt. Um, and yeah. just the fact that like he put up sixty, twenty, and ten, he very easily could have rested against the Rockets. Nope. Yeah. Went out and put up 40. Yeah. No, no 35, was... 35. And then the next night against the Spurs, when the night the night before Popovich was like, we're going to hold Luka under 50. Gets 51. Luka goes and gets 51. And they needed every one of those 51 points. Needed every Spurs. one of them. Yep. Um, yeah. No, last little kind of quick bit on basketball, because I know we've, we're very Luka-centric. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are atop the Western Conference. Yeah. Looking really good with Nikola Jokic, who somehow continues to get better, and it doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. Uh, John Morant uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies are tied with the New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Williamson, a, you know, one and two, now <laughs> leading their respective teams to the top three of the Western Conference. Man, basketball's great right now. Basketball's really good. Uh, anything else, though, you want to talk about before 
we switch gears here. All right. When we come back, well, we'll be talking some baseball. All right. In the world of the diamond. Brendan, what you got for us for Major League Baseball? <laughs> There's been a lot happening. So a lot of re-signings, a lot of just people moving around with teams and all that. So Corey Colbert with Boston, Red Sox over there on a one-year contract uh, with a club option in 2024. Uh, what else do we have here? Sean Murphy with the Braves. I'm trying to think. Uh, He's a former All-Star catcher. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh Kimbrell with Philadelphia for one year. Philly's looking really loaded, man. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna be a real force in the National League next year. Uh, oh, Blue Jays uh, picked up a catching prospect, Trevor Bauer. That's it. I was wondering. I knew. I was. Try, I was like, man, I'm trying to go through the list of things that happened. Trevor Bauer. That has been an interesting storyline for almost what two years. It's been, yeah. Yeah, two years now. Because they ended his date, uh, whenever they ended his suspension, they said it was like 100 and something days Yeah, that um, they reduced his suspension to, obviously, you know, accounting for the fact the games that he already missed or whatever. So for those of you that aren't familiar with baseball or those of you that have just forgot about this man, uh, we'll just kind of go quick into it. Trevor Bauer was accused of sexual assault, ended up going to court. Ended up being that the person who claimed sexual assault was found lying under oath, had multiple text messages basically stating that she was going to use this to try to get money out of him, things like that. So Trevor Bauer was fighting with Major League Baseball for about a year on trying to come back since the court stated that, no, he didn't do anything wrong. And then MLB and Trevor Bauer's attorneys basically got together, decided we'll let a court again handle this decision on MLB's ruling for punishment. Uh, the court said, yep, nope, nothing wrong here. He's reinstated. And now the Dodgers basically have to pay Bauer. <laughs> Which I would expect, just from a neutral's perspective, them to pay him and then probably to cut him. So probably. There's been all sorts of just craziness going on with his story. It's Right now, really, it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. He's still a good pitcher. He's The whole, whole time he's been out, he's been working on pitching and Basically, his super extended offseason, he's gotten faster at pitching, just overall better fastballs, better sinkers, sliders, things like that. So he's gotten better. They might just keep him. I I don't know if they will. So uh, I don't know. Again, it's one of those that's completely up in the air. There's been sources saying, oh, no, they're talking about trading him or dropping him. And then there's other people saying, oh, no, they're going to keep him. It's it's anyone's guess right now with him. So it, it'll be interesting to see if they do keep him or if he goes somewhere else. So that's kind of the big deal with him. And then uh, Just want to Correa, yeah. that one has been a wild ride too. Well, one last thing on the Trevor Bauer yeah. thing. They have until this Thursday. Yep, to make an announcement. Yep. So we'll see what happens. They'll either keep him and then roll with him next season or try to trade him, which yeah, you can get something. I'm sure there's a team out there that will want him. Or the other teams are just going to wait and have them drop him, and then someone will pick him up in free agency, try to get him pretty cheap in the meantime for kind of his first year back kind of thing. Mm. So, but yeah, uh, Carlos Correa, man. <laughs> this might have been the greatest what could have been offseason for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. <laughs> like, good <laughs> Lord. That, that Everything that's happened with them with this judge, 
I mean, goodness, man. Yeah, so for those of you not familiar, Correa originally signed with San Francisco, goes to get a medical exam. Something came up. I'm assuming it's about his leg since he had a leg injury. What was it? Not last season, the season before, something like that. Season before, yeah. Yeah, so he had a leg injury, and I think that's probably what it's from. They haven't, I don't think they came out and straight up said anything yet. At least I didn't really go into it. Uh, So they decide not to go with him. Then Mets go and sign him. Mets do a medical exam, state they also have concerns, but then they ended up keeping him. So, very interesting situation. It's, it's, one, if you haven't been paying very much attention, you're like, it's just wild. It's, yeah, you were like, oh, I thought he was a giant. Another team came out and said, hey, we're concerned about medical stuff. And then this other team's like, ah, we'll take him. And then they go, oh, we're concerned about the medical stuff. And it's like, well, they already made that public. You knew this coming into it. So what the Mets did with him is basically they have a kind of a, in their contract deal, how many games he plays, stuff like that. So they did something like that to kind of help them, I guess, ease their mind. He's still a great ball player. So, I mean. I mean, he's been able to, because it was a pre, a pre-injury. Not It wasn't just affecting him last year. Like, he's yeah. been dealing with it's this. It's been off and on. Right. And so that's why it's, I get why they're concerned. But again, it's one of those things like, Another ball club comes out and says they see something they're concerned about. It raises a red flag for sure. Yeah. And then if they were even to try to go and say like, oh, we don't want to sign him now, I think he would actually have a a chance in court to even be like, well, look, they already made an announcement about this. Yeah. How how are you going to double back now when you already knew about it? Well, and he he really took a chance on himself. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, playing on the... Twins. Yeah, Twins for the short time that he did, just basically betting on himself to get a long-term deal like this. He got a good... Yeah, he got got the contract. (laughs) So, ultimately, he won out, but, man, that's... To to think about, like, how close he was to not getting it, I mean, that's... A better better man than me could have probably, you know, sweated out hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, (laughs) potentially lost money, but... Congrats to him. He's earned it. I mean, he's, you know, former World Series champion. There's no doubt about that. He if he deserves his player or deserves his money. When did not, he win the World me. Series? With the Houston Astros. What year? It was not the. It was 2017, I believe. Oh, so no, he didn't. Was it? Oh, so he wasn't. Was he not? No, he's not a World Series champion. Andrew's trying World to make a joke count. about how it doesn't count because the scandal. You're just off your game today. That man. World Series doesn't count. At which point, then let's go look at Yankees in Boston for That's a lot fine. of their There's World Series. No so okay. <laughs> they don't have to count. But guess what? The Astros won last season, so suck it. Anything, Andrew? Well, <laughs> he can suck it. See, oh, listen, man. I'm also a Rangers fan, so then he knows that there. <laughs> he's like, I'll, I could tear apart my own team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about in the world of baseball, or do we got to hear what Andrew just said again? What? I think we can hear what Andrew said again. What did I just say? What did you just say? What? You, you realize it is recorded, right? Like, yeah. they can go play. I can play it. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the world of college football. Oh. Had to save the drop for college football because bowl season. This has had. This has probably been the best bowl season in a long time. It's it's a very good one for sure. We are recording this during the Rose Bowl between Penn State and Utah. Penn State is currently leading. Big Penn at, State guys here. <laughs> Cam Rising hurt here at, at the um, beginning of the fourth quarter, twenty-eight to fourteen over the Utes. But Andrew, I know you've been wanting to talk about this, so why don't you jump in with all the bowl action that you've been wanting to talk about? Oh man, it's been so much fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> this uh, man. <laughs> Like a kid in a candy store. Oh, Honestly, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who can make the sun? <laughs> go ahead, Andrew. Okay. Uh, I think we just need to go ahead and just get rid of this LSU-Purdue game because LSU steamrolled Purdue in the Titchers Bowl today. 63 to 7. Oh, we're talking about today's stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but so you're not going uh, in chronological order. I thought that's oh, where we okay. were going well, too. We this can. man just throws me <laughs> off. I was like, oh, let me scramble <laughs> on here. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We can. Um, all right. So it all started with Troy and UTSA. Uh, Troy wins a close one against UTSA on December 16th. Uh, Florida, who has had an up and down season all year, granted. It was against SEC teams. Gets embarrassed by Oregon State. No Anthony Richardson, but and probably some other players that are yeah opting for the draft. But <laughs> listen, hey, hey the, Bo Nix, the, the DJ Ugalele revival tour next year, Oregon State. Bo Nix, what about it? Are we still? Do, are we? He's he's still relevant. Bo Nix won. He's still relevant. He is still relevant. Oh my god! I mean, I, I I remember watching that game, looking at an actual NFL prospect in Drake May. But yeah, I guess there was somebody that had a quarterback, the Oregon Ducks, didn't he? Oh, Nick's crazy. Beat Drake May. Yeah. You know, Oregon beat North Carolina, but you know, go for that. Go, Bo Nicks. Hey, Boise State beat uh, North Texas. They did. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one for y'all. Yeah. Hey, listen. Ouch. Yeah, it is what it but is. But you made a bowl game. Exactly hey, yeah, I was about to say. Unlike Texas A&M. Ooh. Yeah, I went there. But you know who also <laughs> made there. a bowl game? OU. Yeah, they did. You know what happened to OU? They didn't win their bowl game. Sad. I've already made my statements on bowl games. To they, begin with. I agree. As, They're as, cash grabs as, only. As he was sitting here rooting hard for freaking Tulane earlier. Hey, hey. Big Tulane guys in this room. All of us are. So I guess There's even a though motive in that so, one too. <laughs> so it looks like OU had two bowl games because they lost against Florida oh, State. Oh man, we sure won with Tulane. They though. finished six and seven, <laughs> but today with Tulane's win, I guess that, they're that, seven and seven. You throw that year. up there. It's a seven seven <laughs> season, baby. <laughs> Hang um, it in the Raptors. Hang it in the Louvre. Hang it in the Louvre. That that the Louvre. Oh my God, I mispronounced again. It's the Louvre. I know. I know. <laughs> the Louvre. I swear, because I... Yeah, go ahead. But Dylan Gabriel had a pretty solid game. Uh, a little over 50%, 243 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the running backs really put in work, though. Each um, running for over 100 yards and a touchdown each. So, uh, But Florida State takes that one um, in the Cheez-It Bowl. Then in the Alamo Bowl, Washington versus Texas... Um, Quinn Ewers looked, he had a really good game, but like watching the game, it was like a very like quiet good game because during the game, there's a lot of like questionable decision-making, especially late. The The first three quarters of the game were incredible for Quinn, but the fourth quarter was rough to watch, in my opinion. You know and when I knew Texas lost this game? When? When Steve Sarkeesian had that interaction pregame. Oh, disgusting, dude. <laughs> Like, like, what how are you, you doing? Uh, how do you, you treat doing? some guy who's literally just trying to do his job? Like and just that. yell at and scream at him. Yeah. Cuss him out yeah. in front of your players. Meanwhile, same thing happens with Michigan. Get you. Understand. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Class handle, act. Handle it like yeah. a true head coach. And, 
You know, look, Texas, I think a lot of them, a I lot of those players, just, excuse me, are going to be in the transfer portal. Like, I don't expect, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of turnover. There's going to be Austin. a lot of turnover. Hey, you know, Texas and head coaches just don't mix, do they? They really don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have some real classy coaches yeah. over there. Clearly. Hey, I, I do want us to touch on the uh, Baylor just getting destroyed by Air Force. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Shout out that was... <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> shout That's, out Air Force. I mean, yeah, shout out Air Force, but was the triple option that hard to play against? <laughs> like, I mean, it is. I'm about but, to say, yeah. yeah you know? If you've mastered it, it really is. But uh, anyways, Washington beats Texas 27-20 to 20 on December 29th. Uh, Maryland-NC State played a very defensive game in what is probably my favorite bowl. And you know what? This kind of, like, feeds into your whole little cash grab thing because... I love the Duke's Mayo Bowl solely because they dump Mayo on the winning coach. See? Yep. Again. Like money, money grab. But it works. Money grab. It works. So why not why keep why not keep doing it? No, listen, it's a cool moment and you know the seniors get to go out on a high, you know, playing in a bowl game, but it's it's what does it matter? No, it really it really doesn't unless it's a semifinal or maybe one of the New Year's Six Bowls. That's why they're expanding. And that's yep. why it'll be worth it to watch. And those. now the New Year's Six Bowls will actually mean something. And so will the sponsorships. That's true. But uh, Maryland wins 16-12 to 12 on December 30th. And then we move on to Pittsburgh-UCLA. This game was a lot of fun to watch. The Sun Bowl in El Paso. Um, it was a very, very competitive game. Back and forth from the jump. Um, I mean, I, I genuinely... <laughs> DTR had a not good game. Is what it is, and I, I'm not. I mean, I'm obviously not going to judge him off of one game because he had an incredible season this year, right? But he just UCLA and Chip Kelly. They need another year for them to really kind of push. I agree. Uh, their full potential and DTR incredible career, really good college quarterback. What no? Who? What's next for him at the next level or whatever level he decides to go to? We'll see, but. Yeah, did not have his best performance by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely not. I think we also need to kind of shed some light on uh, Kansas-Arkansas game. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Andrew's beloved Kansas Jayhawks. Rock top. Jayhawk. Okay, that game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first off, shout out to Kansas for coming back, though. Yeah. No, they made it competitive. uh, Shout out to Kansas for the season they had, too. I mean. A good six and seven. Yeah, but compared to this is also Kansas football. We're who like two years ago literally didn't win a game, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. so. The fact that they really are on the up and up, and I think it's at the right time because at a time when the, you know, the landscape of college football is changing with Texas OU headed to the SEC, with USC UCLA headed to the Big Ten. It really, it really is important that every other member of those conferences is competing at their best, because if you're not, you're really bringing down the conference, and cool. it, it it makes it hard to want people to stay. I mean, it really does. We are only as strong as our weakest link. Exactly. So if our weakest link is Kansas going six and seven and making a bowl game, I'm okay with that. Andrew, the Texas Tech Big Twelve representative on this podcast. Or just Big 12 in general, man. Oh, no, I'm just 
giving you your I'll rock title with the Big Twelve. You know, we give you your title, co-host, producer. We got to give that title. Big as Twelve well. rep. Yeah, Big Twelve yeah, rep. Sure. There you go. I'll take it. There you I go. I mean, why not? So it wasn't a slight. No, no, it wasn't at all. There you but go. Um, moving on to the Gator Bowl, our first real kind of ranked matchup of the Bulls. Uh, Notre Dame takes down Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, 45-38. I'm not the biggest fan of the Notre Dame brand, but man, they got a lot of future potential with Marcus Freeman. They absolutely do. Give them like a recruiting class or two, and yeah, they'll be back. You remember when they started 0-3 and everyone was losing their mind? Yeah. And then they just didn't lose a game the rest of the season, essentially? Like, yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. That's how you get respect, man. Yeah. When when people are really talking down on you, when things look their roughest, you come back and you just dominate the rest of the year. That's a hell of a way to have momentum going into the next year. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see what the future looks like for Spencer Rattler yeah. as well. Oh, same. Because after he you know, really fits at South Carolina. Yeah. Like after everything he went through at OU, going to transfer, everyone was Basically writing him off. And to have the season that he had this year, winning the games that he won. And he's humbled himself a lot. Yeah. That was probably the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Which, there's still a little of that, you know, QB1 in him. but uh, It's okay to have a little bit. No, I'm saying, but it's like, you still see glimpses of it. Yeah, and you're kind of like, okay, calm down, dude. (laughs) Like like the cigar thing, like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. But this was my favorite one of my favorite bowls this year, simply because it truly lived up to the name, the Orange Bowl. Wow. Orange Tennessee versus Orange Clemson. It was as orange as it can get. And, excuse me, sorry. Tennessee. Pepper burp. Tennessee and Joe Milton, they're going to be just fine. Big Joe Milton guy. Big Joe Milton guy. Good Lord, this man has a cannon. Dude, he slings that thing. <laughs> Like, and it's so effortless. Flick of the wrist, and Dude. it was 50, 60 yards on the field. Yeah. Like, it, it's, he looked so composed in the pocket. Um, obviously, you know, Tennessee was without Hendon Hooker and without Jalen Hylett, who, you know, they're getting ready for their NFL draft and healing up and whatnot. Yeah, Tennessee, they're they're here to stay in the SEC. Yeah. Like, they have arrived. They are going to be a force for years to come, and a big part of that is going to be because of Joe Milton III. He's, he's going to be an incredible quarterback. He's going to be the next... Big QB to come out of the SEC. I mean, not much else to say. 251, three touchdowns. I mean. He's got like two years of eligibility, too. I was hearing or whatever. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee's going to be fine. Yeah. Now, as far as Clemson, everyone thought Club Nick was going to be the answer. Did not look like the answer. Although he threw for 320 yards, threw a lot of balls to the other team, too. So he, listen, we'll, we'll wait, let him have a spring. Absolutely. Let him have, you know, potentially. It was all about DJ this last off season. Right. And, you know, so. we saw what happened with him and, you know, Cade was a very highly touted recruit coming out of high school. And the times where he came in and when they benched DJ, he looked great. Yeah. So I just think Tennessee was on a different level. Than that and maybe the pressure just got to him and. Yeah, which, I mean, he didn't have a bad game. He went 30 of 54, 320 yards also, and uh, added a touchdown on the ground. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like he played horrible, but it's a learning experience for sure. I'm going to save the Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, and Peach Bowl for later, so we'll come back to those. But uh, today, Mississippi State honoring the late Mike Leach as best as they can, winning the Quest Bowl 19-10. to 10. 
Shout out to Mississippi State. I mean, I can't imagine losing your head coach and going out there and fighting like they did. I mean, it's that's awesome. Fourth, it's, fourth quarter comeback, too. Yeah. To seal it. The only way Mike Leach would have wanted it. Shout out to uh, Mississippi State. Um, coming out in the air raid formation, uh, taking a delay game on the first play, and obviously Illinois declining it. Um, really, really, really cool way to honor the late, great Mike Leach. Um, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> again, LSU just steamrolled Purdue hey, in, listen. in the Citrus Bowl. Local kid Garrett Nussmeyer. They got a future there at quarterback for LSU. That's all you I'm know, saying. They do. They really do. And I think, you know, he's uh, – they got a talent at LSU. It's it's never been an issue with them. And, you know, they just if they get that quarterback position right, you know, Brian Kelly, I believe in him as a head coach. LSU will be back. Oh, yeah. I think LSU is going to be just fine, especially if this was Brian Kelly's first year. Yeah. Like – He did pretty well. I mean, he beat yeah. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guaranteed rate bowl, Wisconsin takes down Oklahoma State. Really rough bowl season for the Big 12 this year. SEC, too, though, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. But to be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. Uh, Wake Forest takes down Missouri and the Gasparilla Bowl. Houston takes down Louisiana in the Independence Bowl. And what else we got? What else we got? Just trying to. Get through these. Oh, the Arizona Bowl. Uh, one of the, I think this was the first Barstool Bowl. Um, yeah. And didn't they do? I thought they did one last year. It got canceled because yeah. of the both teams ended up with like a COVID outbreak. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Ohio takes down Wyoming. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. Iowa defense we knew was good. Held Kentucky to zero points. Yeah. Shocker. But guess what? They scored a touchdown on offense. They did. Would you believe that? Oh, my God. Iowa knows how to run an offense. Then the other two were just defensive touchdowns. But Listen, I the, this is one of the more underrated storylines from this game. This really just showed how valuable Will Levis is to this program. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> they looked lost, dude. They, they had no identity no whatever. what was going on. And it, respect to Iowa, because it's not like they're some Joe Schmo program. No, absolutely not. But zero? You got shut out. The seniors came out for that. Seriously. It's not a great look at all. Um, Let's see. Louisville kind of embarrasses Cincinnati on their way out of the uh, AAC there. Uh, BYU beats SMU on their way into the Big 12. Um, We talked about Rip, North Texas, but, you know. what it is. Close close loss, though. Listen, brighter days ahead. Bowl yeah, game. and we made a bowl game. And you know we made what? a bowl game. Uh, in the Texas Bowl, Texas Tech uh, embarrasses Lane Kiffin, 42-25. to 25. That game was Texas Tech's from the jump. I don't know if you guys watched it at all. I did. But I did. It, it it was Tech's game from, like, the beginning. Chuck threw one, like, bad interception at the end, at, at the beginning, and then just the rest of the game, dude balled out. Like, completely balled out. Nice. And then Lane Baller. Kiffin just started... Crying at the end of the game because he just he's such a whiny baby, dude. It's insane. Hashtag whiny baby. Hashtag whiny baby. Hashtag whiny baby. Uh, we're currently watching the Rose Bowl. Penn State is handling this one really well. 35-14. Utah. Uh, Cam like Rising went to the medical tent, has not come back. So Utah's just all over the place. 
Yeah. I mean, they had aspirations of potentially playing in the playoff this year and ultimately just haven't been the complete team from start to finish. But, I mean, still really talented program. Yeah. All right, Brendan. We're going to give you your moment, baby. Goodyear Cotton Bowl. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl from earlier today. Tulane handles. Well, that handle. I'm about to say. The fourth quarter, the last four minutes. There you go. Tulane handles USC 46 to 45. Caleb Williams. What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened with Caleb Williams. (laughs) He was 37. Is that what you sent me? No, hold on. Is that what you sent me in the freaking group text for? Because I, I tweeted out earlier today, I was like, Caleb Williams is him. And he sent it, and I was like, yeah, and? The man was 37 of 52 for 462 yards and five, five touchdowns. touchdowns. Don't matter. You're just that guy. Caleb Williams didn't play defense, dude. Yeah, I'm about to say, USC has... Neither did USC, apparently, in the fourth. Yeah, that's not Caleb Williams' yeah, fault. <laughs> if you want to throw shade at Lincoln Riley, okay. If you want to show throw shade at USC's defense, okay. You cannot throw shade at... Caleb Williams to putting up 45. The safety today. helps. I just, I can't. That just seems ridiculous to me. That's borderline me with Bo Nix territory is what you're getting into. So you admit you hate Bo Nix. Aha! We got him. No. That's insane. <laughs> Definitely not. We got to talk about this two-lane running back, though. Ty Bruh. J. Spears. 200 yards today? On 17 dog. attempts. Dog. Four touchdowns. Dog. Big Dog. Dog. He honestly wasn't the biggest, clearly, player on the field. But man ran with his absolute heart out today. He's so quick, dude. He is so quick. Hey, shout out to my green family, by the way, getting the dub. Shout out to the green wave. The green. Shout out the green wave. Got the mean green and the green wave. You know, what's that that meme with like the two hands, like shaking hands? Yep. (laughs) We got you, too. Uh, Mean wave. Green. Green. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going. (laughs) Okay. We both are green. All right. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about these last three extremely important bowls. Obviously, two of them being semifinal games. This Alabama-Kansas State game, I want to say something about this game. Womp, womp. (laughs) Womp. Yeah. But Alabama handles Kansas State from the jump, no problem, 45 to 20 in the Sugar Bowl Bryce Young. Five Bryce cutties. Young is an incredible quarterback. Number one pick in the next draft. This was the most Heisman-looking Bryce Young that I saw all season, I think. Don't overthink it. Houston. Yeah. Don't overthink don't it. Don't overthink it, Houston. Please you, don't. You need it. <laughs> but you know what the biggest difference was this game for Alabama? His receivers played well. Crazy. It's almost like we've been talking about that all year. All hmm. year long. Hmm. His receivers actually showed up. Hmm. Had they shown up like that all year, Alabama would be in the playoff. Now, hmm. this is what I wanted to talk about. During this game, people were watching this. Obviously, this game happened before. This happened early in the morning. This was the 11 a.m. kickoff right before the TCU Yo, and, Michigan. and Michigan game. And people were saying... Alabama deserved to be in the playoff over TCU and no that no, they, here, it's it's people just can't seem to understand just basic the fundamentals of the college football playoff you lost two games you do not by your resume deserve to be in it no nope. you do not but and then they watch this game and they're like oh wow now you're gonna tell me TCU doesn't deserve uh, d- uh deserves to be in here over Alabama yes because guess what TCU did they won they are the first Big 12 team to win a CFP matchup. Let me let me put it to you this way. 
And this is where I'll slightly push back a little bit. Did Alabama deserve to be in the playoff? No. I'm no. not here sitting here to argue no. with you. Is Alabama one of the best four teams in the country? Yes. That There you go. That's all that it is. That's okay. Alabama is one of the best four teams, but based on how they performed and because the games have to matter, they did not get in the playoff. But it's so hard to stop at four. And that's why we're going to 12, obviously. Right. Because it could really be 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 1E, 1F, 1G. Like the top six teams, easy, you could argue for to be in the top four. You never know. Like, I mean, that that Tulane-USC game could have been a first-round matchup. Without a doubt. Without like, a doubt. Like, and that's that's something that, like, if that's the future of the college football playoff, sign please, me up. Please. Mm-hmm. Sign and me one up. of those games is going to be played in their home stadium? Yes. Are you shitting me? Bro, that's the, going to be the those envi- there will never be an environment that matches that ever anywhere. That those home ima- playoff can you, matchups? Can you imagine Death Valley playoff atmosphere? Can you imagine the swamp? Can you imagine Tuscaloosa? Can you imagine at the shoe? It's a playoff game. And you know what's The big house. Let's Okay, let's finish talking about these. And then I want to talk about this 12 team expansion okay. because okay. I found out how they're going to choose who plays where and what bowl and I love it, but we'll talk about it in a sec. Alabama handles their business. Yes, incredible football team. Could have competed in the playoffs, but yes, based on their resume, should not have been in right. rightfully. And then comes TCU. And anyone who doubted TCU being in the playoff, they shut them the hell up. Yep. Because Max Duggan... And the Horn Frogs and Sonny Dykes came out, and they were in control the entire freaking game. It's wow! Like the whole that was one of the best football performances I've ever seen. Both of them, yes, both the semifinal. Oh, both of the semifinal, without a doubt. We'll we'll talk about the other one in a second. I think this out, out of every single playoff that has happened, CFP playoff, not BCS, obviously. This was the best semifinal round 100%. of all of them. Yes. I don't even know which one comes in second. No, I couldn't tell you. And it's with good reason. Because Maybe it was the year that it, what was it? Uh, Alabama and OU that oh, the had shootout. that really, the shootout. Yeah, with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yep. yep. That was a good one. Maybe. Too. But this is by far this is the best. number one. This is the best. I, I have never been so hooked to two college football games in my life. J.J. McCarthy after Donovan Edwards. Runs them all the way down. J.J. McCarthy and Michigan unable to convert on fourth and goal with a Michigan special, if you like to call it that yeah. way. Um, TCU gets the ball. Michi, Bill, Michi? Yeah, Michi, Michi. Philly, <laughs> Michi. Uh, yeah, big house, big house. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, TCU unable to do anything on their first drive. They punt it back to Michigan. Yep. J.J. McCarthy just does not get enough on the out route. TCU takes it back from six. Dude, from that he moment, snatched that ball. Snatch that ball. From that moment on, it was TCU's ball game. TCU had announced the themselves we way. are not backing down. Yo. Nope. And that 3-3-5 that everyone was saying Michigan's going to run through, TCU held their own against arguably the best offensive line in the country. Yep. I remember wow. seeing a picture of Michigan fans obviously posting it, but it was the whole O-line like standing up. It was like a picture from the back of the O-line. And so I'm like, you guys really expect TCU to compete against this? Well, they did. And they did. And they won. They did. And they were able... They even sacked... three yards? They sacked J.J. McCarthy three times. 263 yards on the ground, TCU had. 
And yes, they did sack J.J. McCarthy. Got into a forced pressure, forced him into a couple of errant throws that we're not used to seeing from the Michigan quarterback. He also had his very Stephon Diggs moment after the game where he was holding his helmet and yep. just watching the TCU celebration. I, there's a lot of stuff going around Michigan, especially with their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, whether or not he'll remain the head coach right. if he gets an NFL offer. J.J. McCarthy, he's still thinks that Michigan can run the Big Ten again next year, and I'm not putting it past him. I don't he shows up next disagree. Year. I don't disagree. I mean... I just, yeah, dude. Quinton Johnson, too, by the way, for TCU, he's a bona fide first-round wide receiver. Without a doubt. Him, it's him, uh, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, those three, like, are for sure first-round guys to me. I genuinely, dude, I could not be happy here for TCU. I mean, we, and this is, and I know it sounds like Big 12 bias just because I'm a fan of a Big 12 team. <laughs> it's because right. it is. But to, no, but to see, and I think anyone who's a fan of college football, to see a school that's not from the SEC or the Big 10. Not one of the Blue Bloods. Yeah, not one of the Blue Bloods that come out and just take it to one of the best teams in college football. You could argue TCU has had the biggest success out of any team from the state of Texas in the college football playoff era. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. More, yeah. More, I mean, they, they're, yeah. The, they're the first team from Texas to make the college football playoff. And there you go. They're the best team from the state of Texas. I'm just saying like in the, in era, the last in 10 total. years. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you the last 10 years. Yeah. No, and that's, again, just throughout the entire history because of what they're doing this year. Yeah. It's insane to think it's, about. It's, and the fact that it's Sonny Dyke's first year at head coach. That's insane. I'll say this. All you have to do is get there in a single elimination tournament. Mm-hmm. No matter what the tournament size is, whether it's four or 64. You got to get hot and go on a win streak. And right now, we'll be talking about TCU going in, playing the national championship a week from when we were recording this. Right now. Against those Georgia Bulldogs. Who knocked off the Ohio State Buckeyes. 42-41. to 41. break. Heartbreak for Ohio State, man. CJ Stroud didn't deserve to lose that game. He did not. Let let's just uh he did everything he could to win that game. I'm just happy Ohio State now knows how Minnesota Vikings fans feel. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, man. It sucks. It sucks to lose that way. Stroud nearly led the Buckeyes in rushing to go along with 23 of 34, 348 yards, four touchdowns against that Georgia defense. Yeah. And yet it all came down to the kicker, and I, I, I hate saying that because at the end of the day, it, it shouldn't always come down to a place here. Like there's plays before that. Though, yes, right? there's That's multiple like, ways they could have found a way to absolutely. get a goal. Yeah, like it, but but without Marvin Harrison Jr. after he had suffered his injury uh, late in that game against Georgia, and with obviously without Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is getting ready for the NFL draft, C.J. Stroud put on an absolute clinic, and. He, I think, certified why he belongs as a first-round quarterback talent in this upcoming draft and why so many people had him as the Heisman favorite going into the season. Yeah. That was honestly like one of the more impressive games I've ever seen a quarterback have against that level of competition on the defensive He's side. He's such of the ball. a baller, dude. It just did that, like that, it, it, it hurts just watching yeah. that because you had, there was going to be a loser of that game. There had to be. And they both played, like, both teams played incredible. It was just incredible football back and forth. I think this was the best committee, like, choice of four. 
since the CFP started, obviously it gave us the best game since the CFP started. I mean, this was what I said the national championship <laughs> should have been. Arguably. Yeah. So if the semifinals were this good, I'm pumped to see this national championship a week from today. Yep. And, and we got to give credit to Stetson Bennett. Man shut out. He he balled out too. 398, three touchdowns. He he just simply makes plays. He makes plays. That's all you need. He's him to the do. best game manager <laughs> in college football. He is. He really is. He's also as old as Lamar Jackson. But let's not let, <laughs> let's not let that slide under the radar. But all right, know, Cullen, hey. who's winning it? Wow, Georgia versus TCU national championship game. David versus Goliath. Max yeah. Duggan, Stetson Bennett, Sonny Dykes, Kirby Smart, SEC. Big 12. Yes, so who's going to win? <laughs> <laughs> I'm building it up, man. No, I like what he was doing. I'm building it up. With him. I'm building it up. I like what he was doing. To beat the man, you got to beat the man. And I don't think the Warren Frogs quite have it in them. So I'm going to roll. George is currently favored, by the way, minus 13. Okay. So I'm going to roll with the dogs. That's insane. I think, I think Georgia covers. That's so disrespectful. I, not covers, excuse me. You think I think TCU covers. I think TC covers the spread, excuse me. I, I'm going to go Georgia wins. I'm going to go Georgia wins 30 or no, 34-24. I think Georgia wins. Okay. Ready. I've been riding with Georgia since the beginning. Yeah. I got to stick with it. Credit to him. That's true. I got to right. stick with What's him. What's your final score? I'm going to say it's going to come down to a touchdown. Any so. exact score or just? No. 28-21. Because just how unpredictable, like, I don't know with TCU at this point. I I don't want to like throw something out there and be disrespectful at this point because they've proven that they can do it. I mean, no, they deserve to be in this game, hundred percent. So that's I'm gonna ride touchdown. I don't know what I'm gonna ride with the frogs. Okay. I'm gonna ride with we the purple down in Fort Worth. Someone I'm gonna ride it. with my boy Trent, who's a TCU alumni. I'm re- I'm rolling with all my TCU friends out there. I'm rolling with the Big Twelve. I'm taking TCU 35 to 31. Okay. And listen. In the national championship okay. game. If it wasn't Georgia in it, I probably would be going with you on TCU because I like the underdog story, right? But I said from day one, I'm going if Georgia. If you beat the best, there's no excuses. Oh, TCU's yeah. got to go out there and beat the best. <laughs> also, and be the best. Shout out to Georgia for going and defending your title. Yeah. yeah. Not every national yeah. championship could say that. They would be the first repeat since. Oh, God. I think. Uh, Saban, right? Bama and well, no, they I don't think repeated. Bama. No, 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 they never repeated. Pete Carroll with a USC, I think so. That's that's crazy. insane. Shout out Pete Carroll. Shout out Pete Carroll. Um, I because yeah, I, Tebow didn't back to back. Nope, Florida. Um, yeah, I don't think Saban ever back to back. Maybe no, maybe there had to be no. Nope. There had to be. They never did. Really? I don't think so. Unless it was the early years, like what was it? Like oh, twenty, like seven, early like twenty. No, because no, 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 no. Because he won one with LSU, like during that. Yes, time. and then he eventually came to Alabama. Yeah. Oh my God, that's gonna kill me. Look it up. Last uh, repeat college football. Last repeat CFB champions. Oh my God, let's look at the football the FBS championship history, and yeah, it was Alabama 2011, 2012. 2011, 2012. There you go. That's crazy, dude. Yep. And we knew Saban had to have it. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I was like, there's no way. 
Still They're shout just, out Pete Carroll. Yeah, shout out because <laughs> before okay. because before them it was Pete Carroll. There Listen to this, and I I found this out. I was curious how they were going to do because obviously the first round of the twelve team playoffs is home games, right? Yep. So first four seeds get a bye week, so there's eight games week one. Oh, sorry, four games, eight teams, four games week one in the round of sixteen or round of twelve, whatever it is. Anyways. Um, after that, I thought this was the coolest thing in the world. They go to the New Year's Six Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll rotate on which ones are the semifinal and which ones are the quarterfinal. Championship's always going to be a neutral site, just like it is now. Right. The first seed team gets to choose what bowl they want to play in. Yeah. Which I think is the coolest thing in the world. I love that so much. Because you can choose the bowl that's closest to home. Or the bowl that'll have the best weather. Or the best weather. Or which one you think the fans will travel yeah. to the best. And then, you know, and then yeah. obviously, then the second, yeah. second, get le- second pick. The second, third, and then fourth gets the last remaining yeah. designated quarterfinal bowl. And then the same thing um, will happen to in the semifinals. I think that is, I just, I just want to touch on that because I think that is the coolest thing in the world. Oh, they did it. This is one of those where the committee were just so proud of everything they did. They got the four playoff teams right. They got now the future playoff format, right? And I'm a big fan. I cannot wait for in 2024, two seasons from now, we will see the college football expanded playoff. I just like how Penn State's already loading up all the Well, roses. they're up 21 with a oh, minute 50 left. I know. They're just, they're like, we're done. Yeah, Penn State more than likely is going to finish with a Rose Bowl victory over the Utah. You're sneaking up on that coach already. One last thing. Stadiums you've never been to, college football, where would you like to go the most? Because me and my brother were talking about this. Rose Bowl, I think, might be the one for me. In terms of college football stadiums that you can attend, that you haven't Stadiums. That you haven't been to, yeah. Okay, because there's specific situations where I would want to visit specific stadiums. Like like, Happy Valley Whiteout, Without a doubt, I want to be in that crowd. All I things think that's considered. the coolest thing in the world. All things Cotton considered. Bowl's always fun. OU Texas. Oh, you but you haven't you've been to one. I've been to one. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been to two actually. Yeah, I've been to a couple of things as well. Yeah, it's got to be the Rose Bowl, man. That's what I'm saying. Pasadena, the so Rose Bowl parade. Yep. Like, I think that's just that's it. Yeah, it's the best answer. It really is just the best answer. Just want to put some respect on the Rose Bowl's name for Granddaddy a second. Granddaddy of them all. Oh, but yes, we've talked a lot of college football. We got another collegiate sport that we got to talk about. No, nah, because no, league play just started, so like we'll have more next. There ain't week. much. We'll jump into NFL. Fine. All right, we'll take it over to the big boy <laughs> football league. Apparently. Man, oh man, there has been a lot that has happened in the world of NFL these past two weeks, but we're just going to be recapping this week. We don't want to go back too far, yeah. jump into it. I like football. We do. We all love football. I love football. And you love the Dallas Cowboys getting a win on Thursday. Uh, I do! And the Eagles, oh, well, I mean, it matters. The Eagles losing, too, really helps us. We'll be talking about that one later. Yes. But yeah, the Cowboys did knock off the Tennessee Titans 27-13 to on the last Thursday night football of the NFL season. How are you feeling, Andrew? I feel good. I mean, was it really a shocker, though, when they didn't have Henry? Oh, no, they, they didn't have, like, any Anyone. of their starters. Yeah. Well, because they're benching for... Because yeah. it's one of those, like, weird situations where, like, 
the outcome of both Jacksonville and Tennessee's game just didn't matter. Yep. Yeah. And like literally only next week matters, which is weird. Like, I don't know how the math worked out on that, but also just a little side note, Jacksonville can still lose and be in the playoff. Yeah. Which is also, which wild. is insane, but is wild. Joshua Dobbs came out there, did, you know, did all right for a third string handled his business, uh, but ultimately fell uh victim to the Dallas Cowboys swarming defense as Micah Parsons and those those boys are they're doing their thing. And boys. listen, it's all about getting hot at the right time. We talked about it earlier. Cowboys seem to find their stride, and there is a possibility that if the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers lose next week, and the Cowboys obviously take care of business in week 18, that the Dallas Cowboys can be the number one seed in the NFC. It's wild. After everything we've said. Hold up, hold up. Weedem boys. Oh my God! He's now earlier in the season. He listen. was like, "I'm gonna be a humble Cowboys fan." Now we're back to normal. Well, I'm excited. Obnoxious we're going Cowboys to the playoffs. Fan. I'm not. He, he's hurting. I'm being obnoxious. I'm not being obnoxious. He's allowed to. He's allowed to have. Come that. on now. He's allowed to have that. We don't get blown out by the Packers. We lost to the Packers, but we didn't get blown oh. out by the Packers. <laughs> this man trying to throw shade over here. Uh, do we need to jump over to that? I mean, game? we blew you out too. So, <laughs> well, since it's our negative seven point differential. Get your ass out of here. Since we are talking about it, still playing in playoffs. That's fine. The Green Bay Packers took care of business against the Minnesota Vikings today, forty-one to seventeen in Lambeau. I just want to say I can't wait for the Cowboys to choke first round like they do every year. <laughs> not even talking about it. It's I, all right, man. Listen, it. this was not a great game for the Vikings, but ultimately they're still going to be a I hope the Vikings get seed. a primetime playoff game. I mean, it's playoffs. All games are primetime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Um, I was like, <laughs> let's try to dilute the situation by moving on to... Uh, He's like, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about a game that we just got to get out of the way. The Falcons took care of business against the Cardinals 20 to 19 in the David Blow game. David Blau. Yeah, David Blau, Blau. game. David Blau. Um, yeah, not Orange really interesting. Cardinals. Yeah, L Cardinals. Uh, Lions took care of business against the Chicago Bears, keeping their playoff hopes alive with a 41 to 10 stomp. Oh, they're right out, dude. They're just barely out. No, listen, there is a there's a there's a path for the Lions to get into the postseason. A very legit path. Yeah, Seahawks need to lose against the Los Angeles Rams, and they need to take care of Packer the Green Bay Packers. Excuse me on Sunday Night Football, which I have something to say about that later, but that's for another day. 27 to 24, the Chiefs narrowly escaped the Denver Broncos at home in Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes proven why he's the best quarterback in the league. 29 of 42, 328 yards and three touchdowns. Go go ahead and say it about Russ now. Russ, you finally did it. You have more touchdowns than you do bathrooms in your house. He literally took you to the week 17. penultimate week of the yep. NFL season. Yeah. Yep. Insane. <laughs> What's happened with it, man? Let's ride. <laughs> Riding too much. I just, that's insane. Uh, I never would have predicted this. Not in my, not even, it, even like the biggest Russell Wilson's hater. I don't even think realistically thought this could happen. No. No, that was from just last season to now. It's like, I, that's not the same player. <laughs> it's not. It's not the, been the player that he's been all of his career for the first 10 he years. Is, like I said before, he is playing himself out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, he was on a Hall of Fame arguable path, and now this year we'll see if they even rely about him being the QB1 next year, which is insane. Oh, man. Getting over to a game that was also very heavily implicated for playoff 
playoffs, excuse me, in the AFC, the New England Patriots took care of business at home, narrowly mm-hmm. defeating the Miami Dolphins 23-21. to yeah. Teddy Bridgewater went out of this game with a, I believe it was like a thumb injury at yeah. one point. Um, Mac Jones did his thing, you know, as a game manager. Um, but, yeah, now <laughs> Mac New England. Jones is so funny to watch play football. He's the dirtiest player in football. Yeah. So, of course, that's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Miami, listen, I – because we obviously did the Bo Nix thing earlier, and I just want to quickly say this. Uh, although, yes, I have said my negative things about Tua, in all seriousness, I hope that he does the best that he can for his health. I personally wouldn't mind if he just sat out the rest of the season and really just take time with his family, go over the best options for him, and do whatever's in the best interest of Tua. And we hope we get to see him back soon, because ultimately we don't wish harm upon any of these players that we're ever critical of. Just right. want to Someone throw just that out needs there to save him from himself, like we've been saying. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I, I really, I even really all for former players and even sports anchors and everyone's just like, do not play. Yeah, even his coach is saying that. Yeah. Uh, yes, and I, I, just we we hope the best for Tua moving forward. Yeah, just wanted to throw Absolutely. that out there. Yeah, it's so, it's so such a scary situation. Very. Oh, what's also a scary situation is whatever the. Hell is happening in Indianapolis because the, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> what a transition, dude! I love it. The Indianapolis it. that is terrifying. That is God. What the heck is happening? Uh, the New York Giants stomped the absolute bleep out of the Indianapolis Colts, thirty-eight to ten. Uh, we got to yeah. talk about a play. Yeah, we need to. So this. This one definitely sparked some uh, debate, if we want to call it that, in our group chat today. I don't even understand it. So Nick Foles, uh, who started the day as the quarterback for the Annapolis Colts, was taken down uh, after a sack by Kayvon Thibodeau, the Giants' first-round pick from this previous season. And Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, did his celebration of a snow angel right next to Nick Foles. Nick who's Foles was like, injured on the play. Who's, like, shaking on the ground, rolling back and forth. Like, I... And you can also see Kayvon Thibodeau while he's doing said snow Turn angel. Turn and look. Well, no, look. And also his hand is hitting oh, Nick Foles while he's doing that. He then goes to the sidelines and does the Steph Curry sleeping thing as they're, like, getting the medical assistance for Nick Foles. He's then asked about it after the game and has said, oh, I didn't know Nick Foles was injured, which... Get out of here. He then... I, I don't know if you saw this. If you go on to Kayvon Thibodeau's Twitter, he then retweets a voiceover from a Patrice O'Neill skit basically mocking the way that the NFL is about how, like, soft the league is and all this other stuff. Definitely not a great look if you're a Kayvon Thibodeau fan by any means. Yeah. And so, like we were saying in our group chat earlier, right, I was like, look, someone on that line should have went over there. Just throw hands for your quarterback. I get get if, like, he starts doing his celebration, he looks over, and then he's like, Oh yeah, yes, damn. right. Like, like hey, that's being one respectful. Do your celebration. You don't know, and then when you know, oh damn! Not while you're doing it. Look, and then keep doing it. He not when only, your teammates are trying to get you up. He like, doubled and tripled down on the fact that he celebrated that moment. Which yeah. again, that just shows the the locker room's just completely falling apart. Jeff yeah. Saturday now has lost his last six ever since taking over as a head coach from the aforementioned uh, Frank, Frank Reich. Reich. And I would, I'd be shocked if Frank Reich doesn't have another head coaching opportunity because what he had to deal with in Indianapolis yeah. and what he's clearly, you know, no longer having to deal with is nothing short of a miracle. And I just don't get how you don't defend your quarterback. No, it, well, it's because they don't. It's Indianapolis. There's is, no loyalty. There's dude. nothing. Like there's, there's no cohesion. Pitiful. There's nothing. I was watching. Like, I was and watching then our buddy, our buddy, who's a Colts fan too, then starts to defend. 
Thibodeau. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, you know, some some people that have to watch the Colts every Sunday on TV, they might suffer for some yeah. serious. All four of them. Ah, uh, just. <laughs> Gosh, for every win that they have. Feel bad, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Feel bad for him. Oh. All four. All four of them. I'll take him to dinner. <laughs> or something. Oh. Something. But anyways, let's move on to a lighter subject. Well, at least for Andrew, it's a lighter subject. The Philadelphia Eagles lost at home to the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Eagles have now lost their last two. And now their number one seed that looked inevitable. Inevitable. Ago, yeah. Is now hanging in the balance. On their week 18 matchup against the New York Giants. I will say this and Minshew Mania is good. I hate I hate this. I gotta I gotta no, I got a bone to pick with you after Andrew goes. Go ahead. The the Giants winning and clinching playoffs. They're clinch the sixth seed, not just playoffs. They yeah. are they are they the are. sixth seed. Yeah, so they're not gonna improve or get worse. Like right. it's sucks because odds are Giants will bench their players. Will bench their starters. Nope. Probably. And the Eagles are probably gonna get Jalen Hurts back. And win the game really easy, and I think that'd be a really bummy way for the Cowboys to miss out on an opportunity to win the division. But it is what it is. They, they put themselves there. Point being, I don't hate the five seed. Oh, you get if Tampa we're Bay. not going to get the one, yeah, it's Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Tampa. If we're not going to get yeah. the one, where we're going to play a team, probably a little bit better than Tampa. Oh, no, hold on. I get a buy. Sorry. I get the one. If you get the one. <laughs> I was like, you're just one brain dead for a second. If you okay. get the if you get the one, you get, you get a bye week. Yeah. Okay. But if you get the two, because San Francisco would have to lose. And who's San Francisco playing? Cardinals. Yeah. And Big Brock is out there playing. Yeah. Big Brock is like balling out right now. I I wouldn't hate the five seed. I would I would honestly personally take the five seed over the two. So, look, it's it's definitely an interesting way of going about it because then you would get that second potential matchup yeah. against Philly. Uh, Philly more than likely will have the number one seed just because of the Giants just kind of not really, just kind of just resting and taking yeah. their unofficial bye week next week. Gardner Minshew, though, uh, did not have his best game. He didn't no. kind of... still good. He's did oh, not... he's still a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm no, saying that your boy was sitting there pouting his chest... Uh, after the Dallas Cowboys game, and then sure enough, New Orleans Saints, he goes up against a pretty good defense, and they humbled him for about two and a half, three quarters. Yeah. He's so, still good. Okay. He it, still deserves a... You can't no. tell me he doesn't deserve a starting role in the no, NFL. I just, you need to be humbled a little bit. No. You and Gardner, you need to be humbled. This yeah. man needs a starting role, no, unlike not. a lot of other quarterbacks out there. Oh, as, my. As Tyler, Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As Tyler... Bort, yeah, you know, I mean, you're telling me Gardner Minshew is not better than Zach Wilson? Like, no, well, come on. No one's, no one's. No, I know. That's that. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Gardner Minshew deserves to be a starter in this league. I've, He's earned I've that. I've been saying that for just years, years. Anyways, anyways, uh, Tyler Boyd just caught a touchdown pass for the yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. That Easy. Monday night matchup we are recording during. Just wanted to give you a quick but, update. On uh, but speaking of the Bucks, okay, we can talk about the Bucks. Bro, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, whatever Mike cool, Evans whatever. bro, had himself a day. Clinched another 1,000-yard season for the ninth straight year. I'm so happy he was as, on my fantasy team. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers clinched the NFC South. I'm just happy I'm probably going to at least get my money back in fantasy. And it's looking like it. With a 30-24 to 24 win over the Carolina Panthers, it just... It, it, Brady and the Bucks. 
It would be just like the Bucks to get red hot right before the playoffs, right before they play the Cowboys, getting a home playoff game and then beating the Cowboys. But, you know, whatever. You never know. That's all I'm saying. I just... You never know. Because man. here's the thing, right? There is a 100% world that could happen where, like you mentioned, the, you know, the Bucks take care of business at home against Dallas, whatever. They then go and beat Philadelphia, who they beat in the playoffs last year. Yeah. They then are in the NFC Championship game against a seventh-round rookie. Yep. And somehow Brady finds enough way to make enough plays to beat the Niners. Yep. And he's right back in the Super Bowl. Dude, yeah. I'm a little... It, like, there is a 100% chance that that happens. There is a 1,000% chance that that could happen. I don't want to talk about it. I'll be so upset. I would cry. I had them as my NFC Super Bowl... Uh, you know, representative. So that's the only thing I would take. Just, yeah, I had the Packers, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's hey, you're yours is still alive. Technically, it's still alive. Like, yeah, it's Brady, but like, I'm just like, God, this is unbelievable. After this season, it's like, oh, <laughs> <sighs> we'll see what happens after the season. But right now, they're playoff bound, so yep, they'll probably take a week off. To but be honest, the, to uh, rest everybody. the NFC East playoff takeover dream is dead. Yeah, it is. As Whoa. the Commanders and Carson Wentz. Why would Ron, you? Ron Rivera came out and said he didn't realize his team could be eliminated from playoff contention this week. That's just... <laughs> Did you see that quote? Someone, no. That's where you fire him. What the actual... You're in the thick of a playoff hunt against Cleveland. And Carson Wentz, who has benched rightfully so, because the team clearly plays better with Taylor Heineke. You bench him in arguably the most important game of the season. And he does that. Yep. I just, Ron, what are you doing, man? Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, my God. You know who has figured it out? Sort yourself out. The Jaguars. Yes. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly where you were going <laughs> with that one. Yup. 31-3 to over the soon-to-be number one overall pick, Houston Texans. I don't feel bad losing to them anymore. No, they're legit. They are. Trevor Lawrence is balling the hell out. Borderline top 10 quarterback? Borderline. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Borderline. It's it's arguable, but he's there. It's arguable, bro. Etienne, he's sitting. He's yes, sitting he nine to thirteen range, somewhere in that range. I'll yeah. give you that. Uh, yeah, as Brendan mentioned, nine carries, one hundred eight yards, and a touchdown for Travis Etienne, including a 62-yard 62, 62 long gash bro. for a touchdown. They finally figured it out. Figured it out, and it's also hey, they don't have Urban Meyer as head coach. Makes you think what Trevor Lawrence's real rookie season would have looked like. Yep. I think everyone knew. I, I think more people consider this as rookie season. Everybody <laughs> knew that Urban Meyer being there ruined that season for Trevor Lawrence. That, I think, was, that was a shitty introduction to the NFL. Um, to say the least, yes. Now, the Super Bowl champs, man. Hey. Not even the best team in L.A. As the Chargers. The Chargers. Take, take care of business. They're coming back. 31 to 10. Your hopes are alive. Hey, listen, both my Super Bowl picks are somehow still alive. They're going to be in the wild card round, baby, but they're going to be. They'll be alive. They're they're still alive. Oh, man. Justin Herbert, 21 to 28, 212 yards, two touchdowns. I think the Chargers have won like their last four. Yep. And like you said, just getting getting hot at the right time. They, uh, I'm pretty sure they don't have like an extremely tough opponent, but they're playing for the five seed next week. Yep. So they'll definitely be trying to compete a little bit, trying to keep that momentum going. Austin Eckler, man, look, we need to start having him in conversations as best running back. Yeah. That. 10 carries, 122 yards. Yeah. Two touchdowns. Yep. Just Dog. a beast. Dog. Also, hey, crazy. 
You give Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen both healthy, Chargers offense looks pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Joey Bosa looks healthy, along yeah. with Khalil Mack. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? Pretty solid. It helps if your team stays healthy. That's crazy. But yeah. Imagine that. Chargers looking to get back into playoff form for the first time under the Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley era. Hey, Cullen, who's sitting in the playoffs right now? Oh, a lot of people, Andrew, but you who are you like talking about? Krabby Patties, don't you, Skandron? <sighs> Go ahead. Seattle Seahawks. They are currently sitting there, and I'm about to just... So they won. They won against the Jets. <laughs> Geno Smith completed his revenge tour. Yep. Beat the Chargers, the Giants, and the Jets. Yeah. Congratulations to Geno. And I know I said before the season that anything above winning in week one would be icing on the cake. And we've had a lot of icing this year, if that's a the case. A lot of icing. Seattle currently is sitting 8-8. Eight and eight. They are currently the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. However, is it winning you're in? No, we have to win, and I'm glad you brought that up. We have to win, and Green Bay has to lose because Green Bay, with the extra win potentially over Detroit next week, gotcha. would get them in. Why I'm so upset is because Detroit is also fighting for that last playoff spot along with the Packers. And Detroit and Green Bay play at the night game, whereas Seattle plays in the afternoon game. Meaning, if Seattle does defeat the Los Angeles Rams, the Detroit Lions are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Meaning, they wouldn't be playing as hard, potentially, or at least on paper, they'd probably versus just, the Packers. They'd probably just, yeah. That's a lose, That's what I'm saying. So, like, if we lose, then the Lions come out and they're, you know, all guns blazing and everything. They could, you could argue, say, play spoiler. But just why? Like, why is why does Green Bay have to be the night game? That's just like they're I basically think it's trying because to get... they're wanting to yes. see well, the playoff Lions. implications. Yeah. It is, yeah. But you could have also put any other like any other playoff implicated game next week. That's true. Listen, in I, the Sunday night game, I want to see Detroit make it. I do. I, oh, I'd love. It's to see hard make not it. to like. No, cheer no, no. For but them. I also no, they're want wanting Colin to be in there with us. Man. I get. I get that me, too. Me and Colin, me and Brendan have been riding easy this year, bro. Colin's had the fucking. I've been like, sweating. What are you? Hold on, riding easy. Have you seen the half of the games Minnesota's played? Yeah, but dude, you you've been. Also, by the six way, six games above five hundred. Hey, I get like, it, but year. it's still a heart attack let, every let game. Let me ask you this: What game would you rather see on the Sunday night game? The Green Bay Detroit game. Or Bengals versus Ravens for the oh, AFC Bengals, North. Oh, Bengals-Ravens, yeah. With potentially yeah, Lamar coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking get out of here with that NFL. Like, come on, man. Yeah, but see, watch. If it ends up being where Detroit can win it to get in. Oh, right? no. Like, here's the then thing. Then they look like geniuses. They, they like, like, do, see, this is why we do yeah, it. Yeah, if right. y'all lose, like. Oh, yeah. But it's, it all it's rides a, on it's, y'all. It's a mute point. <laughs> it's 100%. Um, moot. Moot point. Mute, mute point. point. Yeah. It's a cow's opinion. I mean, it's I can mute moot. you. That's fine. That's on your mic because out loud I talk. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll freaking do that this if you want This man's like, I will project. Uh, yes. You will hear me. Um, hear you know, me, hear me. You know who hear we are roar. Is Rant. Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and the San Francisco 49ers. It just, you plug in a quarterback and he works in San Francisco. Bro, that's I'm just, just happy to see that's, that's Mr. Irrelevant. Brock the... Rock. <laughs> <laughs> what what you, what were you gonna say? I was, I was waiting. Rock the rocket. Uh huh. Yeah. Rock, the rocket. The rocket. Okay. Rock the rocket. Yeah. Okay. Rocket That's where man. Let's just keep it with rocket big man. Brock. Rocket man. Oh my goodness. Uh, Brock Purdy did his thing. Two eighty four. Two touchdowns. Interception. Christian McCaffrey. We know he's a beast. Nineteen for one twenty one and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk led the way for the. Niners receiving nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Did you see that CMC truck? Yeah. Oh. Bro. 
God. Man was, lifts weights. I, <laughs> Man lifts weights. Okay. Um, apparently, somebody else who lifts weights is Jared Stidham. Yes. Yeah. Who, um, while it wasn't his debut because he did get some time with New England Patriots, Josh McDaniel knew good and damn well what he had in the Raiders starting quarterback this past Sunday. And oh my God, he had himself a party. 23 of 34, 365 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. I want to throw y'all a stat real quick. I don't know if y'all are going to be ready for this. The Niners' defense is pretty good. We'd say top three in the NFL sure, at yeah. worst. Yeah. Quarterbacks that have had three touchdowns against the 49ers this season. Passing. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Jared Siddham. End of list. Insane. That's the kind of Sunday that Jared Stidham had through the air against this 49ers defense. That's crazy. It's a good list to be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty solid. I mean, Devontae Adams looked like he was rejuvenated a little bit. Seven for 153 and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had a solid day. But ultimately, in overtime, the Niners were able to prevail. They're now potentially um, could also secure the one seed if they win and the Eagles lose. So, you never know. But... As we are currently recording this, it is between the Bills and Bengals. The Bills are currently driving right now, getting close to the red zone, currently down 7-0 to zero with about halfway through oh. the first quarter. Cook with, had a good run. Yeah, and it's going to be a good one. So They've been feeding Diggs the ball. Yeah, it's listen, that's potentially Monday night game of the year right there. Might be even game of the year, potentially. That is, that's the potential this game has. But we do have next week, week 18, huge week that we will be talking about when we break down this uh, NFL slate next week, but is there anything else from the world of the NFL you want to talk about before we get to this day in sports? I'm do very we, excited for next week. Do we want right. to talk about the topic your brother wanted us to talk about? Oh, no, that's that. we're way past that. We're <laughs> you, way past you can that. bring it back up. Uh, no, I'm not going to. We're going to, we're going to be talking about this day in sports before we wrap it up here on Good Time Sports. Oh. On this day in sports, January 2nd, gentlemen. It feels crazy that it, you know, it is the new year. It's new 2023, year, man. man. Can't we'll believe be... you turned 30 this year, Colin. That's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> the old man over here. Yeah. Um, you know what? Just because we're in the good graces, 2019 United States international Christian Pulisic becomes the most expensive American soccer player when he moves from Borussia Dortmund to Chelsea for... A lot of money. $73 million. Remains on, at Dorman on loan until the end of the season. Just the increase in the world of football, the world of soccer. Gotta love it. Can't wait but Can't wait till he wins this World Cup. You never know. Brendan, what you got for us? Uh, on this day, 1950, uh, the 16th Sugar Bowl. Number two, Oklahoma beats number nine, LSU, 35-0. to zero. A lot of bowl history yeah. in this one. Today. There is. Are you really that shocked? A lot of bowl history. history. Yeah. Andrew, what you got for us, Ooh. brother? Uh, in 1972, Texas Stadium, Irving, Texas, Dallas Cowboys beat the San Francisco 49ers 14-3 in the NFC Championship to take themselves to a Super Bowl, which they do end up winning with Mr. Roger Staubach. Very nice. Uh, Brendan, you sound like you saw something really interesting. Why don't you go ahead and tell us 1965 New York Jets signed Pro Football Hall of Famer quarterback Joe Namath to a $427,000 contract over three years, which was also a record at the time. Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe Namath. 
Gotta love it. Andrew, you got another one you want to throw yes. out there? Yes. In 1982, the Epic in Miami. In 85-degree heat, the San Diego Chargers defeat the Miami Dolphins 41-38 to in overtime in the AFC Divisional Playoff game, a game that set numerous playoff scoring records, which is crazy because this happened obviously in 82. But looking at like the scores that we see nowadays in football, the fact that 41-38 set a bunch of records is kind of like wild. Just goes to show you how much they didn't score back then. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Ayo. Ayo, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, last one. The 69th Orange Bowl back in 2003. Number five, Southern California beats Iowa 38-17. to 17. Fair enough. It's a lot of fun. Anything else, gentlemen, before we get out of here? Happy to be back, guys. Yes. New year. Year of good times in sports. Gotta love it. I, was, I love it. I was really thinking Andrew was going to say New Year, New Me, just to follow up his cheesiness from earlier. Shut up, Vikings fan. The debate will never stop between those two. Or <laughs> any Don't worry. Matter. Shut up, Colin. I'm Heimlich certified <laughs> for you, Andrew. Oh, my oh, God. We can team up to bully Colin at any time, though. Well, that's... Hey. Listen. Andrew doesn't like the There's pressure no being focused kick. on him. I so know. that's why you just got to keep pressure. Like, him. listen, Seattle's doing phenomenal with Geno Smith. I come on. No one expected. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to. No one expected. We're happy for you, man. We're happy for you. From my co-hosts, Brendan Carson and Andrew Maloney. I'm Colin Brown saying thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the good time sports podcast. Episode 17. The first one of the new year, 2023. Remember as always to check us out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on Apple's. Apples, yes. Apples. All the apples. <laughs> All the apples. All the apples. Uh, we are on social media, too, as well. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Good Time Sports. From Andrew Maloney, co-host, producer, for how long, we don't know. Shut up. Co-host, <laughs> Brendan Carson. I'm Colin Brown saying thank you so much for tuning in and listening, and peace. From Colin Brown, fan of playoff-bound Seahawks for who knows how long. Don't, don't jinx me. Don't jinx me.